gotta call somebody. Four out of five top Hollywood movie stars use moment, moment, moment of clarity. What's happening, everybody? It's your man, Stefan G. And you are tuned in to another eclectic episode of Moment of Clarity right here on the Promised Life Network and on J975.com, Orlando's Christian Hip Hop. And today, my little sister's bugging me today, y'all. I just want you to know. What's up, Kim? How you doing today? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm fantastic. Mike, what's going on? I'm good. Sweet. So everybody's wonderful and fantastic and amazing and awesome. And today, we're going to be talking about the thing in all of our lives that can easily change those wonderful, fantastic, amazing, and awesome feelings. And that is vulnerability. Vulnerability. The act of being vulnerable. Do we have to? (laughs) Apparently we do. (laughs) Fine. Because, you know. Somebody over here decided they were going to tell us what the show was going to be about today. <laughs> really? Who's I'm not going to I'm not going to mention any names. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't I'm so dare. dude, you have no idea. I'm so waiting to be trapped in this show. Really? <laughs> I'm so waiting for the moment. <laughs> so uh vulnerability is what we're talking about today. Vulnerability the the apt action of being vulnerable, uh, capable of, capable of being physically or emotionally wounded open to attack or damage. These are some bad definitions. Easily hurt or harmed physically, mentally, or emotionally. Liable to increased penalties, but entitled to increased bonuses after winning a game in contract bridge. Whatever, I don't care about that one. So vulnerability. So why are we doing this again? It sounded horrible. (laughs) I know, it did sound bad, didn't it? Kim, when somebody talks, says to you, you know, why won't you just be vulnerable? What does that mean to you? How does that come across? What what flashes through your mind? Uh, what flashes through my mind? Um, nudity okay. is the first thing that I think of. <laughs> and and wait, you can't just go on here, to. The, I was right. gonna say you can't just go on to the next one. What you're gonna have to be a little. You're gonna have to elaborate a little bit on why nudity is the first thing that comes to your mind. Well. Nudity comes to my mind because I translate vulnerability to mean that I'm exposed. Okay. Okay. I'm open to either, like the definition says, I'm open to injury. I'm open to being hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm also open to being loved. And so that's what I think of when I see, when, when, when someone speaks of vulnerability. Right. What about you, Mike? Uh, ditto. Nah. Uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, honest, honestly, it's kind of similar to what she said. It's opening yourself up, revealing those weakest parts of yourself to us, to other people. Right. And that was kind of what I was going to say, too, is, is for me, vulnerability is more of a exposing your weaknesses, um, being willing to expose your weaknesses. Um because we all have them, you know what I mean? So, but to me, when I hear the, the thought of being vulnerable, it's about being open to allowing people to see the part that you don't normally show people. 
Makes sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. You were going to say something. I was going to say I love it. <laughs> do you? I do. Tell us why. Because I really think that it creates a level of intimacy in your relationships that cannot exist until those individuals in the relationship, friendship, uh, romantic relationship, until they're vulnerable. You know, I have to be honest with you, and I'm just being brutally honest right now. I love it too, actually. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Nah, sit down, yes. sit down. Yes. I, 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 when, when you can, I don't, well, let me take that back. Cause I was going to say when you can do it in a safe place, but if you're being vulnerable, that kind of removes the safety net. But when you can honestly be vulnerable, cause you can't be vulnerable with everybody. You know what I'm saying? So when you find someone that you can be vulnerable with and you can do it in a in a honest and open way and not be worried about judgment and, you know, criticism and all that kind of stuff, but somebody that will just kind of take your vulnerability in truth and either listen or advise or love or whatever the case may be, that is that truly is a wonderful space to be in. It is. It's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. It's it's like for, I, I just believe that it's like the height of being accepted. It is. It, it really is. And that is, I, I think that type of space just allows for you to accomplish that much more. When you have a space where you are accepted for flaws and all, I don't know. I, feel, I, I just feel like I can do anything. You know... I'm going to stop doing these shows <laughs> because it just ran back through my mind. You know, whenever we have a show where we have a topic such as this, at some point in time during the following week, there is a moment during that week where I have to either live out or walk out or am challenged by whatever it was we talked about on that show. And so that means between now and the next show, there's going to be a moment of clarity. Yeah, basically a moment of clarity where there will be a need for my vulnerability. And I'm probably not going to want to give it at that time. No, but yeah, you I love usually it. don't I say what, but you love it. I do. I love, I just want to remind you of that during the course <laughs> of the week that you let me, love it. Let me know how that goes. I, you know, I'll hit you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe you <laughs> there, but there's so many I think about how it's difficult for many people to be vulnerable because we as as humans, we as even Christians, have found ourselves untrustworthy with those spaces of people's lives. And I wonder why we do that. I wonder what puts us in those positions. What is it about us that causes us to not treat this other person's vulnerability with care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was just, I don't know. I was thinking that usually isn't my problem. <laughs> I, people are often vulnerable around me. For oh some yeah. Reason. Oh, with me all the time, all the time. It's... I When we just got off this cruise, me and Maya just got off this cruise and I met this person on the cruise and she literally told me her entire life in a matter of like four hours. I, yeah. See, stuff like that happens to me all the time. I mean, when I mean the good, the bad, the ugly, like 
all the way down to, you know, I used to be an alcoholic and I was in jail and my mom died at this time and my dad abused and like all of it. And I was like, you know, I'm just a dude on a cruise, (laughs) right? She knew better. (laughs) It was it was strange. But in that moment, I I did my best to just kind of sit and listen. Because to me, as I was listening to her, it was obvious that she needed to get some of the stuff out. Right. And so I just, I sat and listened. Really? I had my drink, and the moon was in the sky, and I listened. But I see the problem with you and I is we have trouble being vulnerable ourselves to other people. Yes. Why? Because I don't know if y'all can handle some of that. How can you decide what someone I didn't say. Handle? I didn't say you can't. I just said I don't know. So how are you going to determine whether or not someone is capable? Well, that that's kind of the whole thing. Like Mike said, we've chosen not to determine it. It's Well, you have. You've determined that they can't handle it, which is why you're not being vulnerable. When you're the one who's usually the strong one, yes. the rock, to other people, it's hard to be vulnerable to those people because they're depending on you to be exactly. the rock. Thank so you. So you have to find someone else i'm not necessarily sure this is right but that's how we feel it's true i i found i can understand that i found uh i have found few people that i am comfortable really exposing it all to (laughs) ironically two of them are right here now um (laughs) but (laughs) i have found few people that i'm really like you know and this is why this you know so do you believe that I, I I might almost say that individuals who are natural protectors might find vulnerability to be hard to actually do? Yeah, yeah, I could say I could see that absolutely. So do you believe that? Th- would you say that maybe that you would identify us as individuals whom you can be vulnerable vulnerable with because we in our own lives are protectors. And so you know that this is a safe place. Yeah, I can say that. I can agree with that as well. Makes sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. Now I and I was thinking about your previous question why some people are afraid to be vulnerable. I think a lot of it's just they're afraid of being judged. Yeah. Kind of thing. There's like a lot of that. They can't separate they you know they I'm trying to think of the best words to explain it they can't separate when when they give you the bad parts of themselves they assume that the other person is going to remember those bad parts and look at you differently in a negative way yes because of those bad parts and and even more so i remember this is something that i dealt with and from time to time i still do but even more so because of the persona of being the person of strength for me that i have had struggles in being vulnerable because now your glimpse at my weakness causes you to reject my strength. And so now it, it, it's almost like it invalidates my strength because there's this weakness here. Then this strength is no longer valid. It doesn't count. It kind of washes it all out. I see that. You know? And so it can cause you to be more protective of who you're vulnerable around and who you're vulnerable with. If you're vulnerable with anybody, because there's some people who have yet to find that person or those people that they are comfortable enough with to actually expose that area of their lives. To be honest with you, this show was that spot for me at one point in time. 
And sometimes it continues to be where I'll just come on here and just kind of spill some beans, you know. Right. And because y'all are on the other side of this microphone and all you get to do is listen to me, there's no judgment there, you know. I think the that that's a that's a what you just said the logic behind that about the strength what say that part again the weakness washes out the strength right yeah and I think the the scary thing about that is that you preemptively reject yourself oh yeah trying mm-hmm. to avoid rejection mm-hmm. that's a problem it's a it's a horrendous cycle be vulnerable <laughs> just, just do it just, just do it. Why aren't you vulnerable? Just do it now. Right. Be vulnerable. Don't reject yourself. So tell us why the vulnerability comes naturally for you. Does it come easy for you? Is it something you had to learn over time? Is it something that was grown and developed through trial, tribulation, and endurance? What made you make the decision to be open and exposed? I don't know. I think it grew over time. I think in my upbringing that I was the strong one mm-hmm. and the leader and it was it was a lot to carry. I mean behind closed doors I was very vulnerable. I right. cried a lot. I like to say that I would never be a teenager again because it was rough mm-hmm. carrying that type of responsibility. So the heaviness of it just had a lot of internal effects on me. And I realized that I don't want to spend my life like carrying all of that energy. So I'm just going to expose myself and then I don't have to worry about carrying it. I I understand that if man doesn't accept me, God does. And he doesn't make any mistakes. And that's the thing I was just about to say is that a lot of times in our, and when I say our, I just mean we as people in general, our inability to be vulnerable translates to our relationship with Christ. Yes. That we can't truly be as real as we need to be with him. And I think for me, that was one of the first steps to me being vulnerable with other people was I started really just being like, well, you kind of know all of this already, so let's talk about it. Right. And then expressing to Christ how I felt about those weaknesses, how I felt about what caused those weaknesses, or my perception of what caused those weaknesses, and how I felt about the fact that they still lingered. You know what I mean? Right. Um, because for me, I grew up, moment of vulnerability, I grew up in a household where my stepfather was a perfectionist. And he was not only a perfectionist, but he was an abusive perfectionist. So anything that was not perfect caused you to get beat down, right? Right. And so that then translated to me of trying to get everything perfect. At all times, right. no matter what. So anything beyond perfect was unacceptable. So anything beyond perfect was now weakness. So because nobody's perfect, my entire life was just one big weakness. Right. And so it wasn't so much trying to keep up a persona that I was walking in perfection, but it was a constant, like you said, cycle of rejecting myself because I wasn't doing everything perfect. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's heavy. Yeah, what, what? It was bad. Why do we have to do this? Because now it got me thinking about my childhood. <laughs> and now oh. I'm thinking. It, We're I being had vulnerable. This... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's just loving this. Yeah. I had the same. I had, Not the same, but I had a similar experience with my dad. He wasn't abusive, but he was a perfectionist. Yeah. And you just could not 
you can stupid. never get it right. You can never, ever, can never get ever right. get it right. Yep. And it's amazing how that affects you later in life. It is. Because what happens is nothing is good enough. So then right. you are never good enough. So it doesn't matter who comes along in your life. In fact, I was talking to God about this today, mm-hmm. actually. Now that I think about it. It doesn't matter who comes along in your life and says whatever it is they say. You're still not good enough. So it doesn't matter how many people say, wow, you're so smart, you should be doing this, or wow, you're so intelligent, you should be doing that, or man, I can really see your, your name in lights one day, or you should have a million dollars in the next couple of years, or you know, I can't believe you were able to blah, 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 and you just know so much about, doesn't matter what they say, because you're always striving to be better than this unattainable level of perfection. Great, I'm gonna be thinking about this all week. <laughs> Sorry. Because then, you develop those beliefs about right. Okay. And then what happens is this perpetual cycle of rejection then translates over to Christ as well. So it doesn't matter what the Bible tells you about what? his goodness and his love and his mercy and his grace and all that kind of stuff. Nothing you do is ever good enough for him. Wow. And you still have to yearn to be perfect although you can never be perfect. And so you are yearning to be sinless when it's impossible to be sinless. You know, and there's this, this, like I said, this cycle of rejection where because nothing you do ever meets that standard, you keep telling yourself, you still haven't made it yet. You're still not good enough. You're still not, you're still not there. And then when you get in a weird, crazy church, adds a whole lot of fire to that moment of clarity we got to go to break we'll come back we'll talk about being vulnerable a little bit more and then i'll challenge everybody in the room to be vulnerable maybe <laughs> be back in a second i'm standing in my van shoes yeah and you know how he does this holy christ like songs on my playlist and a blackberry bowl with a Moment of clarity, it's your man Stefan G. Uh, and we're talking about vulnerability. And it's so ironic you played that particular song to come back in to rejoin the show. Because I remember I used to play that song years ago. And I used to cry to that song. Because the chorus of the song says, Lord, I just want to be like you. I used to cry to that song and cry to that song and cry to that song because I had just finished walking through just like years of not only self-rejection, but perpetual rejection by others. Because what happens is, you can turn it off. What happens is, if you want to get the song, it's, it's by a guy named Diraj. D-E-R-A-J, Diraj. And it's called, I Just Want to Live Like You. Live Like You is the name of the song. Um, but what happens is, when you continually reject yourself, you put yourself in a position to continually be rejected by others, right? Yeah. So... You join a church that you're going to be rejected in and you go after jobs where you're going to be rejected in and you get into relationships where you're going to be rejected. You get married to people who are going to reject you. And so like my stepfather, I, when we when I would vacuum the floor, right, I had to have, you know how you vacuum the floor, it leaves the lines in the carpet. Yeah. My lines had to be perfect, symmetrically lined up to where they were like you could tell that the floor had been vacuumed right. and all the lines were symmetrical with however the room was designed. So they were perfectly square for that particular room. That's how the perfection was. And so then you move into all of these different spaces where that that perpetuates itself, you know, and then so 
when you get into a marriage, I've talked to many of you guys about my marriage before on the show, when you get into a marriage where all you're trying to do is make that other person happy and you're doing everything you possibly can and you're continually being rejected and it kind of kind of jumps that weight back on of, well, I guess I'm just not good enough. Right. Or I guess what I do is just not enough. And so it makes it difficult when you've been dealing with things like that or even if you've just grown up and kind of done something to disappoint yourself. Maybe you got put in jail for something. Maybe you you know, succumbed to alcoholism or something like that. And that disappointment weighs on your ability to be vulnerable in front of others. Right. Because you just don't see it as a safe space. You know, you find yourself being like, they really knew what all was going on. Right. You know? So then I have to ask the question. Sure. When you're, when you're chasing this perfection, Ooh. are you ever really the real you? And when do you really get to be the real you? Because you're so busy trying to be perfect for. It becomes a place where you have to discover you. Um, And and I know we all have these moments where we have to discover who we are. But in that space, you have to, you're putting on, you're not putting on, because you're not really putting on a mask. You are you really are that person because that's how you, what you were trained to be. You grew up and you were taught to be this person. But are you being your natural self? Yes and no. You're being I guess the best way I can explain it is an exaggerated form of your natural self. So because I naturally because of how I was raised like things in a particular order, right? Right. But then as I was discovering myself, I went through a phase where everything was just a mess. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm tired of being, everything has to be in its perfect spot all the time and right. all this other kind of stuff. So then everything was a mess. Like, just draws all over the floor, just whatever, right? right. And so then from that space, you have to kind of come out of that and then discover where that balance is that's really you. Right. You know, and so it's a matter of figuring out where you find yourself in that rope. So, but it's hard to be vulnerable with anybody. So I would imagine that when you're finding that space that you have to be vulnerable with yourself yes. first. You have because to be now honest you have and truthful to with yourself. Connect to mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. And I believe that vulnerability allows us to connect. So right. I think that you would have to Mhm. Cuz there's still days where I have to remind myself that it's okay to fail. Right. That was not an option. Not an option. Um, and so there's still days that I have to remind myself that it's okay not to get it right all the time. And then there's days where I have to remind myself to, we talked about it one time, celebrate the small victories. Right. You know, because of being raised in that in that space, small victories weren't victories. Only big victories were victories. You know, and if it didn't come. And who determined big or small? Right. Victory is victory. Right. If you win, you win. That's right. You know, I've been playing football long enough. One point, half a point, 20 points. It's still a W. Right. Who cares? Yeah. One winning. <laughs> no, I think I think one of the key things that you said without saying is that f- allowing yourself to be vulnerable promotes growth. Yes. Because that's essentially what happened to you. Mm-hmm is that it allowed for you to grow as an individual. And I think that's so vital 
And and I think that the beautiful thing about vulnerability, as you continue to be vulnerable with someone, that relationship grows. Yeah. As well. Oh, I love it. And and the truth about vulnerability is it, it falls right in line with my new motto for life. Oh, let's hear this. Let's hear this. Is there any kind of special music we can play at this <laughs> no, time? No, there's no because, need for special music. Uh, but it's basically, it, it just says, it might not be easy, but it is simple. Mm. And that's how vulnerability is. It's simple. It's just a choice mm. to be vulnerable. But that doesn't mean it's going to be easy to do once you've made that choice. Can we say that again for the audience? There may be something that someone may have to deal with this right. week. So I just want them to have that motto. <laughs> The motto is, and I, I forget where I heard it, but I latched onto it mm. because it, it, it they were talking about making some decision in Christianity or making something like that. Making decisions is where this motto <laughs> was spoken of. Okay. And they were talking about how the making of the decision is simple. Yes. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy to do right. whatever it is you choose to do. Don't look at me. But that making the decision is very simple. Yes. It's either a yes or no. And it's one thing that uh, those of you who have heard when we have uh, licensed mental health counselor David Taylor on the show, he talks about that all the time as well. How He talks about how life is a combination of ones and zeros, right? Yes. And in computer language, one means on and zero means off. And our life, our Christianity, everything we do is a choice between on and off. We're either going to yes or no. On yes, or off. Yes or no. Right. And everything that comes after that mm. might seem difficult to do, but at the end of the day, it's just as simple as one or zero. Right. You're either on or you're off. That's right. You're going to do it or you're not going to do right. it. That's right. You're going to do it or you're not. You're either on or you're off. Uh, you seem like you've got something in your I mind. I just feel like that is so prophetic. <laughs> I just feel like that is so prophetic. Yeah. And I just, I'm going to carry that with me for the rest of the year and, and in my life. Yeah. And so even our vulnerability is the same way. Right. Whether it's vulnerability with Christ, vulnerability in your romantic relationship, vulnerability with your brothers and sisters, your coworkers, whatever the case may be. You know, it's really just a matter of one or zero. Right. You're either or on or off. On or off. And cold or hot. <laughs> and Yeah. Yeah, I choose to be off too much though. Why is that? That's, that is a very good question. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know. There's a lot of reasons. Because I think, probably. And, for, and for everybody listening, I think that's the question you have to ask. Once you determine what choice you're making, you have to determine why you're making those choices. And especially when it comes to vulnerability, when you figure out why you're not being vulnerable, yes. like that's one thing, I'll be honest, that's one thing that I've become very good at. Like if somebody asks me a question, I can tell them why. I might not always tell them why. But I can tell them why I'm choosing to or not to do something. Okay. I can be honest with saying, well, I'm just afraid or I'm just not there or I've been hurt in that area before. Or or let's go deeper. I want to hear people give real life answers like I'm just not ready to heal. I'm just not ready to grow. I'm just not ready to transform because that's really what happens when you allow yourself yeah. to be vulnerable. And that's true. And there can be. Many and and to be honest with you, a lot of it does boil down to fear. Fear is one of those root causes that has lots of tentacles. You know what I mean? And so it has a lot of uh, auxiliary reasons that are latched onto right. it. 
But if you really boil down and get past all the auxiliary reasons, it really ends up being fear most of the time. Right. Fear hinders fear. us in a lot of things. It does. I think f- in terms of remote romantic relationships, fear is a big one with me. Yeah. Oh. Because if you, you have to remember, if you're being vulnerable with that person, mm-hmm. you know, I've been in relationships where, yeah, we're both vulnerable, we're together a long time, and then all of a sudden that relationship cuts off, they're gone. And, and you're sitting there wide open, bleeding. Yeah. Yep. You're sitting there wide open, needing, and that's a that's hard. That's a scary place to be. It's yeah. A, I don't know if it's scary. I mean, it sucks to be in that place. Right. It's hard. It's difficult. Yeah, it's hard and it's difficult, but because all of us, because you needed but, that person, but remember, and all of a sudden they didn't need you. We are, as human beings, self-preserving animals. So anything that we find hard, difficult, potentially hurtful, we're going to avoid like the plague. But I don't feel like you have to do it by yourself. So when it happens, when that does when that does happen, and that person who you were being vulnerable with, and I'm not saying that it's easy because it's not. We've already right. established that. It's simple, but it's not always easy. Um, to me, that's the time when you really run to God. I don't, yeah. I don't it's, it, I know it sounds crazy, but... but. I know for me, like when I talk about when I was going through my divorce, that was probably the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. Right. I like can that, imagine. That tops my stepdad by like 10. You know what I mean? Maybe because I went through that at such a young age, so I'm strong enough past that resilience, whatever. And you probably but, had ideas for your marriage. Yeah. You know, and plans. And yeah. That is hard to yeah. get over. And, you know, she turned out to be, well, we won't talk about that. So- Going through that was the most difficult thing that I had ever gone through. And I remember telling God in that place and in that moment, I need more than a shoulder to cry on. That's not enough. Right. I need more than this invisible figure that I speak to and all you can tell me is I'm here for you because that's how deep the pain was. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And so in that place and in that moment, I'm not, please don't take it wrong. I'm not saying God's not enough. Because he more certainly was, because I'm still here. But in that place, in that moment, the pain was so deep and so, you know, all the expectations, all the hopes, all the dreams, all the, you know, vows, all of that gone. Right. And so that pain was so great and so disruptive to just about every aspect of my life that when I looked for what is it that I need to survive this hurt, a shoulder to cry on just didn't feel like it was. So what enough. did you need? What did you what did you do? And, and 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 the beautiful thing about that though is that you were vulnerable enough with God. I want to yeah. bring attention to that because even though this person you know was no longer in your life and you were vulnerable with them at one time, God stepped in and allowed you to be vulnerable with him. So you continued in your vulnerability. Right. Which I I love and I respect because hey, thanks. not shut down, not live behind a facade. So what it did was you tough. do? I, I can imagine. It was, it was tough. Um, I just, to be honest with you, I just kept crying. Right. I just kept crying for days and days and days and days. Like there was, like when when the Bible talks about he collects our tears. Yes. Yo, I got vials buckets. and yeah. vials. Nah, vials. ain't no vials. Okay. I got buckets. And buckets. Yeah, and I got buckets and, and I got... Uh, what is it that the Romans used to use? Aqueducts. I got aqueducts full oh, of tears, you know, because that's how many, and just from that situation. Right. But one thing I learned, and not just through that situation, but something that I learned as leading up to that and that kind of tapped it for me was 
when you have pain inside of you, it doesn't come out unless you let it come out. Right. And that sounds, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't come out unless you let it come out. And tears are the way pain seeps out of our system. You know, screaming is how pain seeps out of our system. You know, some of it, some of us translate it to anger. Some of us translate it to depression, but whichever the way the situation is, if it doesn't come out, it doesn't come out. And so understanding that, and like I said, that's one of the reasons for me, I've always been the kind of person that I know, even if I don't admit, I know, you know what I mean? Right. So understanding that even though I'm telling God, this isn't enough, I still know this is still the only way out. So I guess I got to do this. Right. I got to go through it. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. I hate it. It's driving me crazy. I could be thinking of a trillion things. I remember talking to my, my therapist at the time and telling him, I'm just, I'm tired of crying. Like it's been months and months and I'm still crying. This is ridiculous. I've never cried so much, but then now we're talking about my divorce. Then all this other stuff that I hadn't finished crying out started coming out that I needed to cry about. So right. now I'm just crying about everything. Right. You know. So the 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 parts of you that you had rejected. Right. Where you didn't allow yourself to be vulnerable were now coming to the surface. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons it's so important that we are vulnerable, that yeah. we make the choice to be vulnerable. But it's also why it's so important that we allow people to be vulnerable around us. It's one thing I learned during my divorce is that from then on, when somebody starts crying, I never say the words, don't cry. I never say that anymore. People say that all the time. When you start crying, they'll be like, oh, don't cry. It's okay. I never do that anymore because they're obviously crying for a reason. Right. And they're trusting you with that moment, even if it just jumped up on them by accident. Yes. They're trusting you with that moment. I love it. And when you say to them, don't cry, you have rejected them in that moment and told them, I am not a safe place for your vulnerability. Take it someplace else. And so we as people need to be more open and safe for people to be vulnerable vulnerable around. It's true. Because we're just not. We are so, you know, we always want to close off people's vulnerability because it's awkward and it's painful and, it, you know. Embarrassing. Yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff. Man. Already? Let's cry, guys. <laughs> Let's cry. On three. No. <laughs> so, I mean, give us some last words of wisdom, Kim. Yo, You're the vulnerable one. I'm just saying, be vulnerable. Allow yourself to connect with you so that you can connect with others. Right. And. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of clarity, Stefan G. Check us out on J975.com, everybody. Catch you guys next week. Go cry today. Go cry today. Hashtag, but did you grow though? Yes, you did. Be vulnerable. That's a very long hashtag. That is a very long hashtag. (laughs) Whatever. Only cause they memra gave us the schmeeker. Now to get out just to be a speaker. Yeah. The world will return, ain't no maybes alike.